Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. We're still at Camp Joy, Wisconsin this morning, and just a beautiful day. You may hear some loud noises around us. There's some people playing carpet ball about 40 feet from us, down below us, and there's people talking under the deck, but you know what? God's still in control, and here we are, and we got uh, uh, we still got Debbie a little bit from us, and we've added another person into the prayer warriors. So we're with my buddy, Emmeline Hope Wesco. So she's over there on mommy's lap. Things are starting to happen. And we're on chapter 31 of the book of Job. So Stephanie, what's going on with you? So we, we, uh, we did some things. So since the last podcast or since the first half of the last podcast, we all went out to eat as families and, uh, we had some, and you and I stayed, stayed with our diet there and had some mm-hmm. salad and some meat and we went to Walmart and we had a good time. The kids had a good time. And, and uh, so what's going on with you? How are you feeling? How's things going? Well, you know what? I am very glad I got a walk in today and I'm thankful for God's blessings and thankful that I get to have this time to hold Emmy and yeah kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. <laughs> So we're always thrilled when we get to hang out with the West Coast, and we feel like they're pretty happy to be with us. So today we took Sammy out for his birthday lunch, and uh, we actually, the whole families went out to celebrate Sammy today. And in defense of Olive Garden, they hooked him up with a little Sunday there. They did. And they hooked Daniel up, because Daniel's birthday was last week, mm-hmm. and my birthday's tomorrow, but I'm on this food cult type of thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. It's not a food cult. To the contrary. I'm on the world's greatest diet, and God's been good to me, and I just keep on uh, uh, keep on feeling healthier every day. But talking about Job, I don't think he's feeling too healthy in here. Nope. I don't think Job's doing really well. I think he's still dealing with, you know, he's dealing with his situation. Obviously, there's no way to get around his situation. He's dealing with these three friends who just seem to open fire on him, and and, uh, you know, these are people he loved. These are people that respected him, that he respected. I mean, they're on the inside. They're out there with Job, who's got the robe on. He's still got the shaved head. He's, uh, I mean, he's, he's in what would formerly be known as his property, his ranch, all those things. And uh, yet he's there right now. And, and there's, nothing, uh, there's nothing changing for him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like chapter 31 coming in, we were just talking about this. It, it kind of feels like we still have this court case going on where Job is arguing against three men. So there's three witnesses. So in today's court of law, in today's court of law, uh, three witnesses against you would be a pretty bad thing. Mm-hmm. But here's the good deal. In today, 50 witnesses against you with God, uh, you win with God. That's right. Yeah. So I asked, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit today. So I asked Stephanie to go ahead and read chapter 31, and then we're going to talk about it the way we usually do. So chapter 31 starts with an amazing verse here that I actually have underlined. Um, it's powerful. It's about Now hang most- on for a minute. You seem to be adding to the reading of the Bible, and I don't want people to like your reading the Bible better than I read the Bible. So don't so add no, too much. So no commentary is allowed? No, you can have. I'm sorry. Okay. I was well, just being I was, I was just... being narcissistic. Now go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, just it starts out that first phrase, I think is the best phrase of the whole chapter. I have made a covenant with mine eyes. And, you know, Job started the chapter off good and went downhill from there. But, you know, that, that's a powerful, powerful statement. And maybe everybody should make that covenant, mm-hmm. all joking aside. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's a verse that probably all of us who've uh, been around church and been saved for a while would, would understand and have heard it before. Uh, but making a covenant with your eyes not to look at the wrong things, to yep. set off the wrong things. So Job is, I, I think, you know, I, I know you're trying to read this, but I think that right out of the chute, Job is again claiming his innocence. Right. That I didn't do something to make all this and, happen and to me. And he's right in that. Yeah. He didn't do something to right. bring this on. Right, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? It's interesting he says think. It doesn't say look. Yeah. It says think upon a maid. For what portion... Well, wait a minute now. Is think stronger than look? I think it can be. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I think it can be. For what portion of God is there from above? And what inheritance of the Almighty is from on high? Is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity... Or if my foot hath hasted to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance, that God may know mine integrity. If my step hath turned out of the way, and mine heart walked after mine eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to my hands, then let me sow and let another eat. Yea, let my offspring be rooted out. If mine heart have been deceived by a woman, or if I have laid wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind unto another, and let others bow down upon her. For this is an heinous crime. Yea, it is an iniquity to be punished by the judges. For it is a fire that consumeth to destruction, and would root out all mine increase. And if I despise the cause of my manservant, or of my maidservant, when they contended with me, What then shall I do when God riseth up? And when he visiteth, what shall I answer him? Doth not he he that made me in the womb make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? If I have withheld the poor from their desire, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel myself alone, and the fatherless hath not eaten thereof, for for from my youth he was brought up with me, as with a father, and I have guided her from my mother's womb. For I have seen any parish for want of food, if I have seen any parish for want of food or clothing, if any poor without covering, if his loins have not blessed me, and if he were not warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I have lifted up mine hand against the fatherless, when I saw my help in the gate, then let mine arm fall from my shoulder blade. And my arm be broken from the bone. For destruction from God was a terror to me, and by reason of his highness I could not endure. If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, Thou art my confidence, if I rejoiced because my wealth was great, and because mine hand had gotten much, if I beheld the sun when it shined, or the moon walking in brightness, and my heart hath been secretly enticed, or my mouth, hath kissed my hand. This also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge, for I should have denied the God that is above. If I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hated me, 
or lifted up myself when evil found him. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. If the men of my tabernacle said not, Oh, that we had of his flesh, we cannot be satisfied. The stranger did not lodge in the street, but I opened my doors to the traveler. If I covered my transgressions as Adam by hiding mine iniquity in my bosom, did I fear a great multitude, or did the contempt of families terrify me that I kept silence and went not out of the door? Oh, that one would hear me. Behold, my desire is that the Almighty would answer me, and that mine adversary had written a book. He keeps talking about a book. I know. Surely I would take it upon my shoulder and bind it as a crown to me. I would declare unto him the number of my steps. As a prince would I go near unto him. If my land cry against me, or that the furrows likewise thereof complain, if I have eaten the fruits thereof without money, or have caused the owners thereof to lose their life, let thistles grow instead of wheat, and cockle instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. Wow. There's a lot going on there, man. And yeah. I, I mean, right away in those first four verses, you know, he's talking about the moral things that men go through. Mm-hmm. He's coming right out of the chute saying, listen, I didn't cheat on my wife. Yep. I don't go out and look at other people. I'm yep. not doing these things. I mean, right away, he's going down the moral road. Yep. And, and, you know, I can't say that I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd probably be a big wreck compared to Job, you know, just honestly. I'd want to slap these guys. And Job's, you know, Job's speaking this. He's, and, uh, you know, he's saying I'm all moral and stuff. And we know everybody's a sinner. We know we all have sin. And I think it's important that we say here that there's there's no weight on sin to God, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, we have to do what the law tells us to do. If we murder somebody, we, you know, we can get a death penalty and deservingly so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we probably should. But we also got to remember that sin is sin to God. And one sin changed the entire world. And one sin can keep us from going to heaven. One sin. So Job comes right out of the chute. And, and there he is with his moral conversation. He's talking about that. He, you know, he's basically. And, and, and then we know in, in Hebrews 13, 4, that God sees every one of our steps and, and everything that we do as people. And, and I think that Job is just right up front. He's just saying, listen, on this moral side, he, maybe he thinks that they're. You know, most men fall in that area right there. Mm-hmm. You know, truth be told, and women. Yeah. You know, morality is a big issue. And uh, do you think that's why you came right out of the shoot with that? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, well, I mean, these friends, I think this is Job's last. He's He's tired, he's sick, but he's had it. And I think he's just, he is trying to take any arrow He's going after arrows and things that they had already accused him of as we go through the chapter. Yeah. But I think he's just going after, he knows these friends, and I think as far as they've gone in their accusations of accusing his kids of being in sin, I mean, these guys. These guys are rough, man. they They have beat him up, and it's like Job's just, he's throwing out, he knows what they're thinking. Yeah. And he's throwing out his defense for every to shoot down every one of their arguments and saying, yeah. if I had done this, you're right, I would deserve this. Yeah, and then he comes out with this whole financial and this whole weighty yep. thing, this whole balance. He's coming right out five through eight, and uh, he, he's coming right out. He's lost everything. He's coming out saying, you know, I haven't cheated anybody. Well, I think he's saying, if if I had lived for money, if yeah. I had loved money, 
then yeah, I would deserve to have it all taken away from me. Yeah. And, and, and so again, I think it's important that we all remember right here that these are things that are common to man. And I believe that's why this is inspired mm -hmm. as, the, as the word of God, because mm -hmm. these are common things that men and women are going through. These are things yep. we go through. We go through the moral problems. We go through the financial problems. And, and then right, right below that, we're talking about a society with slaves and stuff. And he's saying, listen, th this isn't me. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, going there from 13 to 50, or I'm sorry, we go to marital purity. I, I skipped my own notes here. We go to marital, marital purity. He's talking about his marriage and, mm -hmm. and, and being pure in marriage there in 9 through 12. And, uh, you know, for this is a heinous crime. Yeah, in verse number 11 there. Uh, you know, think about that inequity and punished by a judge. He's, and, and, you know, punishment uh, for adultery uh, went right up through the 1950s. And, and you know, just as law here in the United States. And it was there in the 60s, but no one got punished for it. And so he's going right after his marital purity. And then he, and then he goes on and talks about slavery. And I, I'm kind of blown away that he would bring that up and say, hey, I'm yep. against all this stuff. You know, if, if someone needs something, I've been there. Yeah. I stand for people. I stand for what's right. Mm -hmm. This is almost like a political discourse. Well, I think he's just, these friends, I think as Job has listened to his friends, perhaps he's seen things in them too that, and, and like we've said before, a narcissist mirrors who they are onto the victim. Yeah. And it honestly has made me very much wonder about who these guys really were in their lives because of the outlandish stuff they have thrown at Job. And it's very interesting, something that they threw out at Job that really bothered him was the concept of forsaking the fatherless and the widow. Yeah. Because they threw that back at him earlier in the book. And now for, I don't even, I haven't been counting, but this is at least the third or fourth time Job has come back specifically defending himself in that realm. The whole social thing, we're seeing because that in 16 that through 23. really graded yeah. him that they would dare to accuse him of and i think they knew when you do that kind of stuff people know it's it's you can't hide that the widows the fatherless when they're being helped that people see that so for 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 job's friends to have attacked him with that i think was so heinous to him yeah and it seems like Job must have been taking notes or something because he, he's hitting one of these one right after another. And you're right. He goes to that social thing there. And, and, and you know, those mid-books, the 16 through 23 verses and stuff. And he, he's saying, this isn't me. You know, don't put this on me. This, yep. you know, I don't do this. This is, this is not the, I take care of the widows. I, I take care of the society needs. And, and uh, you know, it's always, people always make accusations. And the easiest ones to, to get people to lie about or get people to accept mm -hmm. the lie is probably a better way to say that are the ones that are real close mm -hmm. to people's hearts. And the truth be told, most people don't take care of the society things or the yep. social ones. Most people stink, but they claim they do. Right. Most people, oh, I take care of these people. I give money. I do this. I do that. And, and most people really don't, you know. And, uh, and there's Job talking about that. Then he goes on and he's talking about material. He, he's making sure that they know, hey, I'm not, I didn't live for my money. I yep. lived for God. I made a distinction of that. And in today's society, in today's church, 
we meet people who live for money. We meet people who yep. are raising their kids to become wealthy, those yep. types of things. And it's okay to set your kids up with a college education. My kids graduated from college. You know, one's a high school mm -hmm. math teacher, the other's a computer programmer. Uh, but you know, what we need to teach is the love of God, not the love of money and not the riches. And Job's saying, I didn't do that. I didn't mm -hmm. do that. And then he goes on and, he, and he's and he's got this sympathy for people. He said, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't, I'm not vindictive. I, you know, I, I'm not wishing any wicked on anybody. And, 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 you know, here's Job again. He's pouring his heart out because, because honestly, Job doesn't know why he's going through this. No. And when we go through trials, you know, when we're sitting there in the hospital room, when we're, uh, when we're, when we're sitting there at the creditors, when we wonder why we don't have a job, we don't know why we're going through that. And our instinct is, what did we do? And Job, I think, is not only telling his friends, hey, I didn't do these things, but he's went a step further. He's going and he's saying that not, not only did, you know, I wouldn't do these things. And I want you yeah. to know right up front that I have a clean conscience. You know, I'm not, I'm not lying. He, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, he, he's a hospitable guy. He has a reputation mm -hmm. for hospitality and, and uh you know, he took care of people. Then his integrity there in 33 to th uh, 37, he's saying, listen, I'm a guy of integrity. I, I'm not silly that way. I've always had integrity. People could trust me. And, uh, and then they're finishing up. He was talking about the barley and the thistles. And he was talking about his, uh, you know, that he had sensitivity that, uh, you know, land was everything back then. Yeah. Uh, crops were everything. Growing was everything back then. Barley makes a good soup. I'm not a it big does. barley person. Do you like barley? I like it in soup, like vegetable soup. Like a beef vegetable mm -hmm. soup. You know, I like vegetable soup if it has the name chicken or beef before. Oh, yeah, beef has to be involved in vegetable soup. You know, truth be told, most people make vegetable soup with chicken broth. I don't. Have you ever tried just that vegetable broth you buy in the store? You talking like V8 juice? No, they actually have like a... Uh, they call it a vegetarian broth. Have you ever tried no. that? Thank God. It tastes a little <laughs> bit like vomit. And uh, But anyway, Joe. If I did, it was so traumatic, my brain erased it so I wouldn't have more PTSD. Well, and thank God for that. I yeah. don't remember it. Yeah, they have a vegetarian broth in the stores. And uh, uh, See, more important like than meat, that. So I would go for the beef broth. Have you ever had beets in soup before? Not. I love beets. But not in soup. You got to look this up. You know, someday uh, make yourself. It's called borscht. That is good. It's made with beets. That I have had. Not pickled beets, but beets. Yep. It yep. turns the broth this red, runny yes. kind of thing. And A friend it, and of mine is from um, oh, yeah. the Slavic country. Oh yeah, the Slavics, the Ukraines, the yep, Russians. Yep. I mean, they know how to make potatoes. They know how to make soup. I think she's from Ukraine. And, and goulash. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But here we are talking about Job and we're making oh, people Borsh hungry. Right with God. Who are, Job was right with God. You know? He was. And what's the, that part you just read is so neat because verse yeah. 29, he says, if I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hated me or lifted up myself when evil found him, um, neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. Yeah, and that God, he's <sighs> telling the truth because in a few chapters, guess who God is going to send these knuckleheads to? Yeah, to pray for them and to offer sacrifices for them. Well, and and I and think Job it, did it. Yeah, after all these guys did to him. I think it even you, you know to me, uh, 
I, I think, well, let me just put it this way. Well, you guys, I was wondering whether I was going to say anything about this or not, but this goes hand in hand with Job. So earlier today, uh, Debbie, Stephanie, friends of mine and ours went went out and we, we hiked for a few miles. And at the end of the hike, people went different ways. I was talking to the camp director. Debbie ran up to, you know, to get the packing ready and stuff. But anyway, we got a push all around the same time. You know, everybody got a push that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, a lady who made a great reputation as a lawyer and all that. And and though I feel really sad that Ruth Gator, uh, Bader Ginsburg died, I really do. I feel sad for her family. I feel sad for her. Um, uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't rejoice at all in her death, not even for a second. I do rejoice in the opportunity to have a Supreme Court that is uh, friendly to those Christians and those people. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also made me realize, and something I wanted to say on this podcast, is we don't know the day. Here's somebody with the greatest health insurance on earth, no deductibles, no nothing. They could go to any doctor they want, plastic surgery. I mean, these people had it made. I mean, and, you know, we don't know. You know, mm -hmm. we can't extend what God wants to stop. And, uh, you know, we just need to pray to God. So what Job's doing here is, is really kind of falls in line with this. What Job is doing is he's saying, listen, listen, guys, this isn't me. That's what I'm getting out of it after the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. He thinks he's mm -hmm. dying. He thinks everything's all over, but he just wants to set the record state straight that, hey, this isn't me. This isn't something that uh, I'm doing. You know, I'm not cheating on my wife. I'm not looking at women the wrong way. I'm mm -hmm. not committing adultery in my heart. I'm not blowing off the widows. I, you know, I'm not doing money wrong. I'm not treating people wrong. I, uh, my heart hurts for the wicked. All these, he's going through everything. He's talking about the sensitivity of agriculture. And you got to remember at this time, there were no pesticides. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, agriculture was very, very hard to grow. You constantly mm -hmm. had to deal with the weeds. You constantly had to carry water. So I guess what I'm telling you folks out there in closing as we finish up this podcast is, hey, listen, you know, just do what Job does. Make a covenant with your eyes. Uh, be that good person, that kind person. Look for what's good. Uh, you know, and, and nobody's perfect. The Bible teaches that we all fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us are sinners. Every one of us is found in the wrong place when it comes to sin. So, so I think the most important thing, if we get anything out of this today at all, is anything could happen at any time. When you end up in Job's situation, it's not good enough to plead your case. You need to have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're in a new covenant. We're in the age of grace. We're in the church of grace. You can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can get this right because you don't know what's going to happen. And you can learn from Job. Make a covenant with your eyes. Take care of your family. Take care of the widows. Take care of the homeless. Take care of your garden. Do all. And I, did I say God in it? I think I said God in it. But take I know care. what you meant. That, that New England thing was my Yeah. Thing. Take care of all that. And make sure most of all and most importantly uh, that you listen a whole lot to what we're about to say. Because it's so important that you understand Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're 
all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.